the college football experience, Arkansas State Red Wolves 2022 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over under game. Head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is free to download, and it is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing today and let it ride. Hey, this is Pac-Man Jones. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome to the college football experience, Arkansas State Red Wolf season preview for 2022. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price. But no one touches Dundee. <laughs> oh, nobody touches Dundee as we take you to Jonesboro, Arkansas. Talk a little Red Wolf football. We are joined by the DFS God himself. Give it up for. Well, yeah, and I think he's got a brand new article on the Sun Belt uh, coming up in the next couple weeks. The Mac. Oh, okay. Well, We'll Maybe, get to the Sun Belt. Not yeah, quite. The yet. Sun Belt is going to happen at some point. So check that out over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. I am joined by the rooftop IPA drinking, brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former, former Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. But you know, I'm a Sun Belt guy. So, yes, the Sun Belt column will be coming out. I thought you meant which is going to hit first. That's going to be Max. So, I, I saw what you were doing. I apologize. You will have a, a, a column on Sun Belt win totals on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network within the next couple of weeks. And Arkansas State will be included in that. What's up, man? We are the gamblers over here at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and the College Football Experience. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube as we're breaking down all 131 FBS college football teams with the solo episode. And we are now on YouTube. So get over there, subscribe. You might as well watch it, you know, have some fun, kick back. Uh, and here we are talking Arkansas State Red Wolf football coming off a 2 in 10 season is Butch Jones. Um that's not good for business. Uh, <laughs> first cons- year though. Yeah, first year, but I mean this has been a pretty coach proof 
you know, they've had a lot of coaches over the past like 10 or 15 years. Uh, and really they kind of have been able to have been competitive with or without their head coach, you know, like jumping from year to year to year. Let me break it down for you folks. So um, let's go to, uh, to 2011 Hugh freeze is their head coach, right? 10 and three Hugh freeze, you know, strip club, Hugh freeze, great guy, great tipper, probably at the strip club. Um, He's done one and done NC Nick, right? Then comes Gus Malzahn, right? Then very next year, Gus Malzahn, 10 and three, one and done. Then comes Brian Harson, eight and five, one and done as he jumps to Boise. Then came stability in the name of Blake Anderson and Blake Anderson, just to give you an idea, people, nice little run there, seven and four, nine and four, eight and five, seven and five, eight and five, eight and five final season, four and seven. That was a COVID year where they had a ton of, they played throughout a ton of right. players being out with COVID. They even beat Kansas state in Manhattan. So I think that year's kind of should need an asterisk next to it um, because they kept playing. I mean, they, they had, I recall games where they had like 20 guys out. So I ask you, is it coach proof or is this university really good at hiring head coaches? Cause it's not like bad coaches have come here and won. all of these coaches are doing bigger things now. That is true. But I can tell you this, they haven't had a two win season since like 2001, uh, 2001. I don't, I don't know if they had some games. I don't know if they broke some rules in in 06 and 07 but I'm looking at it here but essentially since since 2001 <laughs> that's 20 years of football there NC Nick right. without having a two win season that's rough so is it time to hit the panic button we will see not yet I guess the question the jury's still out is Butch Jones a good head coach when you see his resume Nice job, three years at Central Michigan. Good three years at Cincinnati. His years at Tennessee. Looking back on them, I mean, they certainly weren't great. He probably deserved to be let go. He did have two back-to-back nine and four years in, in fifteen and sixteen, which is better than Tennessee's been of late. <laughs> that is true. That now, is true. When we were talking before we started, before we hit record, though, you did bring up a good point about you know, the, the, the good situations that he was in, especially at his first two stops. Do you want to uh, yes. bring that uh, up? So I think it's a little, look, <laughs> he may end up being a good coach, but he has yet to prove it to me from the ground up. Uh, he walked into central Michigan right after Brian Kelly. Now Brian Kelly set him, set him up in great shop. So he went eight and six year one, eight and five year two, and then 11 and two. So he did make that jump. Yeah. Um, but you could argue that Kelly had that the state of the program in better condition than pretty much anyone in the Mac. Um, and then he followed Brian Kelly yet again at Cincinnati. Uh, why, why was he not hired at Notre Dame this year? <laughs> uh, yeah. Four and eight in year one at Cincinnati, which that is a little alarming because Cincinnati pretty much has better talent than a lot of the AAC uh, then 10 and three, then nine and three. So, and then he comes to Tennessee and at Tennessee five and seven, seven and six, nine and four, nine and four, four and six. 
I think the problem was in those years that Tennessee was nine and four. Yeah. They were, in my opinion, a gimmick nine and four. You know, yeah, like we, it's right. kind of like we see Kentucky do now. And I, you know, shout out to Stoops. I think he's doing a great job. But do they ever beat anyone good? You know, like yeah, the East probably wasn't. You know, it, it, the East has kind of started its decline there a little bit. Uh, and you know, eight conference games, four out of conference with the right mix of scheduling. And you know, they still had talent. You can win nine games and and not maybe not necessarily do a great coaching job. He did an, an adequate job there, but yeah, not a great coaching job to, to, to hit nine and four at Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm looking back at like his, his best nine win season and, and I'm sitting here and I'm saying, okay, you know, they were all right. They, 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 they did win a lot of close games, but I mean that, I guess that, you know, a win is a win at the end it, of the day, it but it should be noted that both of those nine and four years, they were eight and four regular seasons and, and very close bowl game wins uh, oh. by a point 23 to 22, the Outback bowl in 2015 and 24, 22 in the music city bowl in 2016. So basically eight two eight and four, you know, regular seasons, which again, I mean, it certainly isn't bad. And I think Tennessee would probably take that right now, but it's not setting the world on fire either. Uh, yeah. I, and I think part of the problem also was, is I think uh, Vandy kept biting them. I think he, he, he got, got bit by Vandy a few times. And I think that, well, you know, that never sits Vandy, well. No, exactly. If you're a Tennessee head coach and you're consistently losing to Vandy, you're not gonna be the, the Tennessee coach for much longer. Uh, yeah. So what 17 was his final year. First off one point win against Georgia tech in the first game of the season, that was they should have lost that game. I remember watching that game. Uh, they <laughs> lost to Vandy by 18 in se- in 2017. You go to the that nine win season. Was that his last game? Yeah, that was. But yeah. you go to his nine win season. First off, they should have lost to App State Week One. App State's right. kicker couldn't hit anything. Though they lost to Ban- the Vandy by 11 in his nine win season. Uh, I mean, so the if Vandy. Let's go to 15 and see if Vandy if Vandy t- took him down too. Um, that was the James Franklin years though. And Vandy was better than they usually are. Well, I think one of those years or two of those years was Derek Mason. Okay. So, so uh, some of them was Franklin years, but I, I, I think uh, the jury is still out surprisingly for a guy to coach this many games. I think the jury is still out. Well, I, I can tell you what he can do well, and that's recruit because he yes. did. He, he is bringing in the top recruiting class in the Sun Belt this year. Twenty-seven total commitments, uh, including twenty-one three stars. Uh, yeah, hey, if you bring talent in, that's half the battle right there. That is true, but I mean, Alvin Kamara played for him, and and I think most Tennessee fans say, did he play for us? <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, uh, but let I mean, look, he's eighty-six and sixty-four as a head coach. It is what it is. Sometimes it, we call it luck, call it skill. He coached with Nick Saban at Alabama, and uh, we'll see. I mean, offensive coordinator Keith Hackendorf is back, eighty um, seventh in scoring offense a year ago, a hundred and twenty eighth in rush offense. That is pretty fucking unbelievable, considering they the average state. They averaged under three yards per rush. You know, this you can't not not acceptable. Can't How does that, that even happen? I mean, James Blackman was their quarterback. You would figure for he would just year. run for some. Yeah, but even I mean, that's another thing that I worry about. Lane Hatcher transfers out to Texas State. I think Lane Hatcher is better than James Blackman. I mean, if you look at their numbers, it's pretty similar. But Blackman had had much less interceptions. Uh, basically, they each played close to a half of football. 
But Hatcher uh, the year before with with Blake Anderson was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. But I think it's it is a benefit to the program that Blackman is back and healthy. Uh he is the Florida State transfer. Yeah, I think he he's probably one of the better quarterbacks in the Sun Belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you sound very convinced. <laughs> uh, well, I just think, I mean, I'm looking right now and in my mind, I'm like Grayson McCall, chase Bryce. I liked what uh, both those ODU quarterbacks did. You got Henry Columbia transferring into Marshall, who was pretty good at Texas tech. You got, uh, you know, I, uh, what's his Granger's back at Georgia state. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, maybe quarterbacks in the Sun Belt. <laughs> I'm like, he's better than Southern Misses, and and uh, you know maybe uh, with Louisiana is a bit of a question mark right now. Right. But but anyway, yes, this was a guy playing at Florida State, uh, 128th in rushing offense. They were 11th in passing offense, six charting at 69th overall in total offense. Um, I think the problem here is James Blackman's back, but not much else is. Only one of five on the offensive line are, is back, and that's center Ethan Miner. Tight end Emmanuel Stevenson is back, and you you do get two of three wide receivers back, led by Jeff Foreman. Um, uh, I mean, what do you what do you uh, this offense? I, I don't know that they'll be you know setting the world on fire again this season. So I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe this offense could. Could improve rushing the ball. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, and there's another thing, and I guess we'll key in on this. Let me just preview the defense, and then we'll go transfer portal. But defensively, man, they only returned two starters. Now, there's two ways to look at this. They were horrible last year, so get the sh- get the shitty players out of there, and bring in some new ones. But also, you only have two players. That have essentially played in games. Yes, you brought in some transfers, maybe a couple more, but they're uh, Rod Harley is the defense coordinator there. Uh, 124th in scoring defense, 130th against the run. Nick, there was only 130 teams in the FBS last year. They Not were good. the worst run defense in America. Yeah, and look, I mean, the, the stats are certainly not good, uh, but with some of the guys returning and you know, a couple of their best players on defense who are coming back are sec transfers, uh, both coming from Tennessee, actually Kevon Bennett on the D line and um, also John Mincy. And then I know you said we're going to get to the transfer portal, but they're also bringing a lot of more former sec guys to come in and help this defense. It makes sense geographically that Arkansas state is, is you know, reaching out to sec teams where the guys are kind of buried on depth charts. And uh, I think this defense could be improved the running game. Uh, you I'm can't not, be worse. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It can't be worse, but they have a long way to go. Let's just say that, but uh, obviously Jones is upgrading the talent level on both sides of the ball. It's just a matter of time. You know, when, when will that come to fruition? Yeah, that is true. Um, well, we, before we dive into the transfer portal and what we project for this season, we're going to go game by game on the schedule for the Arkansas state red wolves. But uh, I got to get us paid first. I want to tell you that the college football experience, Arkansas state red wolf, 2022 season preview is brought to you by win bet. Uh, look, win bet, bet $50 at win bet and get $200 in free bets, bet big win bigger with win bet. Download the win bet app. Now we're visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by sleeper. You already play fantasy on sleeper, but now 
You can win cold, hard cash with their brand new over under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars at sleeper.com slash S G P. We're also brought to you by manscaped. Yes. Gentlemen, father's day is right around the corner and our friends at manscaped are here to ensure all the father figures out there, you know, take care of their family jewels this year. And look, they got a manscape performance package 4.0, which includes their signature lawnmower 4.0. It's the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man uh, hair from head to toe. If you know what I mean? Uh, this right here is no dad joke. All right. No dad joke there. Treat him and yourself and join the 4 million men worldwide who, who uh, trust manscape with this exclusive offer, get 20% off your, 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 your order too, plus free shipping with the promo code SGP at manscaped.com. Trust me, his dad bod will thank you. We're also brought to you by athletic greens and their AG one supplement. You're probably wondering what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious AG one scoop, or I'm sorry, what with one delicious scoop of AG one, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, uh, you know, uh, whole food source, superfoods, uh, probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day. Right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and your aging. All of those things. And it costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit to make it easy. Athletic greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Once again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And last but not least, we're brought to you by IP vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP and other prying eyes. That's why here at SGPN studios, we make it easy to stay truly private by using IP vanish VPN keeps you secure on the internet. IP vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting hundred percent of your data. That means your private details, your emails, your passwords, your communications, your browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into your, in, into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's really that simple. You can use IP vanish on unlimited devices too. So, and they're offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free people. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use that promo code SGP and claim 70% off your savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right. We are talking Arkansas state red wolf football. Nick and uh, look, you're a Sunbelt guy. Yeah, I was, I was going to say before we jump into this year's schedule, I was going to say that a lot of close losses last year. This could have been a lot better than two and ten. It could have been a little bit closer to five hundred. If you look under Blackman, they lost a five point game at home to Memphis. They kind of dressed that up late. It really wasn't that close. Lost a seven point game at Tulsa, but in both those games, Blackman threw for over three hundred. And then uh, under Hatcher, the other quarterback that lost a one point game at home to Louisiana, who won the Sun Belt. Mm. Uh, they lost an eight point game at Georgia State, second to last game of the year, and lost the last game of the year to Texas State by two points. So I think they were slightly improving. There was some blowouts in there too that I didn't mention, but I think they were maybe slightly better than their two and 10 record might suggest perhaps, perhaps. But couldn't you also argue here that the Sun Belt's getting better? 
Yes. By adding JMU Marshall Southern miss and uh, old dominion, you essentially have three bowl teams from a year ago. And then Southern miss that, uh, that, you know, keeps a pretty good program down there in Hattiesburg. They're still in the West though. And Louisiana should not be as good. So True, but it, ULM it, I do think will be better this year in Tommy and I'm sorry in Terry Bowden's second year. And that was one of the only two wins, a three point win over ULM last year. So true, I agree. Uh, let's you know well let me hit on the transfer portal because you you yeah. you, you brought up uh, an interesting factor and I think it's something that's worthy of debate here. Let me just rattle off uh, what they did in the transfer portal this this past year because I think yes it, there's room for excitement. But I also I want to ask you uh, essentially what do you think uh, you know I want to ask you a question regarding this team so in comes linebacker Cruz Temple comes in from East Carolina where clearly he's making a mistake leaving Green Greenville <laughs> he must not have been able to cut it there um, but Cruz Temple comes in at linebacker quarterback Jack Kristovic from Mississippi State uh, I believe he was a walk on at Mississippi State but uh, linebacker Jordan Camucci comes in from Houston. Four-star linebacker King uh, McWuka uh, comes in from Alabama. I'm probably butchering that name. Uh, <laughs> defensive lineman Terion Suggick comes in from Vanderbilt. Safety Eddie Smith comes in. He was with Illinois last year, but prior to that, he was with Alabama, and I know he had a great spring game for uh, the Red Wolves there. Linebacker Jaquez Cross comes in from Purdue, and then defensive lineman Blaine Toll comes in from Colorado. Um. But here's my statement. Like, yeah, okay, that's great. You got a four star, right? And I'm sure he's going to be a beast probably in the Sun Belt. But you also lost a lot. Yeah. L- Corey Rucker, number one. Yeah. I mean, okay, you lost your long snapper. All right. Shai Kachav to Louisville, <laughs> right? You lost uh, Terry Hampton, maybe your best defensive lineman to Arkansas, right? Um, you lost Corey Rucker, the, the star wide receiver to South Carolina, the one you just yep. alluded to. You yep. lost uh, your, one of your office starting office linemen, Andre Harris, to Duke. Smart man. You lost uh, uh, your kicker to Notre Dame and Blake Group. You lost um, uh, James Madison. Took your corner, James Madison. The Sun Belt drama going on. Texas State took Lane Hatcher. So your depth at QB. Uh, you lost a safety to Southern Illinois. You lost another another safety to to Anthony Switzer, who was a starter last year to Utah State. So Blake Anderson grabbing one of his guys. Um, you lost another safety to Central Arkansas. You lost Memphis. Went out and grabbed one of your starting defensive linemen, Corbin Mims. Yeah. Um. Uh. So it's weird. As much as I think they might have done good in the transfer portal, they got hit harder than a lot of other mid majors. I feel like the the revolving door goes both ways, right? You're gonna bring in a lot of people. You're also gonna lose a lot of people. Overall, yeah, it's it's hard to look at these games and say. Well, the defense is going to be better because the players they're bringing in are better than the ones departing. Ultimately, we don't know until they hit the field, well, especially and, and when there's such high turnover. Well, especially if some of those are penciled in starters in the SEC. <laughs> well, For Arkansas, I mean, like you're like they you're, didn't play very well last year. <laughs> true, but so I think if you're a Red Wolf fan, I think you're probably happy to get some fresh faces, especially on that uh, defensive side of the ball. Look, I've been I've been breaking down all these teams, and I think this team for a mid-major has gotten hit the worst that I've seen. Yeah. So far, you know, I mean, we're only like ten teams in, but I mean, whatever. Uh, let's That's hop. Fair. Let's hop into this. So the win total. Well, first off, Arkansas State recruiting is 
the Patty C's not here to give me the, uh, the recruiting rankings. Now I will say this, he's got it here for us here and they were, they are up. Okay. So under Anderson, they were 88th and then 96th. Uh, well, last year under Jones, they were 97th, but this year 82nd. So he does have them back. You know, uh, he's doing some things on the, in the recruiting side of things. However, well, like I mentioned first in the Sun Belt. Yeah. But the transfer portal rank was 77th last year. It's up to 90th this year. And that does not uh, dictate, you know, what you lose. That's just mm, on what you're bringing addition, in. So. Yeah. So going to be interesting. The win total is at five NC Nick and uh, let's get to it on, on first take five. Are you thinking over or under without diving into <sighs> well, the schedule for, at first take? I was surprised that it was up to five. They, they only won two games last year. Uh, yeah. There are some, some close losses, but I thought this might be at three and a half, maybe four. You know, I thought that it's kind of where the line was. And then I was thinking, you know what, if it's at, if it's at three and a half, I could see Arkansas state making, you know, a small incremental step upward. But when I saw it was at five and you're telling me I need to hit six wins and go bowling to catch an over ticket. Yeah. That's where I have some problems. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, come and, on. And when you look at the schedule, like I said, I think it's a much harder schedule than, than a couple of uh, the, the last well, year and triple back uh, yeah. back to back to back road games. And yeah. then another back to back road game series later in the year. So like only a couple of weeks after the triple one. Um, so let's get into this Saturday, September 3rd, Hugh Jackson and grambling state come into town. I'm pretty mean, sure it's just grambling now. Yeah, whatever. Well, you know what I mean? Um, Hugh Jackson's coming into town battle of uh, you know, they say he's a legendary coach in the NFL. That is a good get for Grambling. We'll see what he can do down there. But I got Arkansas State winning this. So, so yes, you, you got to win this. Yes, sir. So right there, all you need is four more wins to push, five wins to hit. Here's the problem: the three away games that you alluded to are on deck. At Ohio State, loss. At Memphis, this is a little bit of a rivalry game. They're only 45 minutes apart. However. I'm taking Memphis. What are you doing there? You got to. You get in the yeah. I mean, at Memphis in the Liberty Bowl. You know, yeah. Like I said, it was only a five. The final score was just a five game. Uh, I'm sorry, five point uh, last year. I, you know, I think Arkansas State scored like two touchdowns with under five minutes left to to kind of narrow that gap. But uh, Memphis was up by double digits most of that game. I think you got to go Memphis one and two. Yeah, and then they're at Old Dominion, and I thought huge game, huge thought, game for the over. I thought Ricky Ronnie did a great job in year one. I think Old Dominion's better, and I think the fact that if this game was in Jonesboro, then maybe I would, I would, yeah. I could be swayed. I think Old Dominion is going to beat him. I think they might beat him by double digits. I, I expect a close game, but it, this is the third road game in a row, so the team might be getting pretty tired. I think Old Dominion's slightly above Arkansas State right now, and it's in Norfolk. Uh, or is that the city Old Dominion's in? Yeah, Norfolk, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I have them at one and three here. I think it's a close game, 55 45, but got to go with ODU. Well, and then they take on, they come home and they take on ULM. And I thought ULM really towards the end of last season, first off, I thought Terry Bowden did a great job from going winless the year before 0 and 12 to year yeah. one, four and eight, and, and four and eight. And he beat uh, Jackson State, who's a solid FCS team. He beat Troy. He beat Liberty. Mm -hmm. He beat South Alabama. In year one, I thought that was pretty good. And when you look at last season, the final five games or really the final four, because app state did blow them out on October 30th. 
Yeah. They lost at Cajun field against the, the Sunbelt champs by five. They were winning actually in the fourth quarter, right? That's the final game of the year for ULM. Yep. The, ga- the game before that they lost to, at LSU 27 to 14. And me and Patty C were watching this one. This one at one point was like a uh, 14, 14. You're sitting there saying is, is, is really, is Terry <laughs> Bowden going to pull this thing off? Uh, then they lost to Arkansas state by three and they lost to Texas state by eight. So it is a revenge game. But finally, we're back having a home game for Arkansas State. Again, you know, these 50 50 ish type games are just going to be huge, you know, for both teams if they want to go bowling or try to hit an over ticket. Uh, I, I guess you're leading towards an L, huh? I mean, I'm going to say I, Arkansas State gets this. Arkansas State, if they have a decent team, they're actually, their field, you know, they actually can bring some fans in there and, can, and have a pretty good home field environment. I'm going to go Arkansas State wins this. They, this is one I think you circle that is a must win for your over. If you're going to take the over, definitely. I'm going to, I'm just going to go with the, the team that I think is better coached. And I think ULM is better coached. And I, you know, this guy got Akron to their only bowl game. Uh, Terry Bowden can coach and I, I, I'm going to take ULM to, to beat Arkansas state on Saturday, October 1st. I just think another thing is you're coming back from three weeks on the road. Yeah. What does that do to you? You know, like, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, but I it's yeah, I'll say this. It is a 50-50 game. This is one of the harder games I have on on the slate to 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 really deem a winner. Um next up they play James Madison. It, it at, in Jonesboro, but James Madison game. I can tell you this. If you don't have your run defense figured out, that could be a problem. JMU is a physical football team. I'm going to lead or I'm going to lean JMU, but let, let's, I mean, it is their first year in the FBS. We don't quite know what to expect from the Dukes. Uh, but yeah, I don't think Arkansas state wins both of these home games. So I'll have the, them dropping the game to J, to a JMU here. I'll, I'll uh, well, I think JMU is just going to, I actually think JMU is going to whoop their ass. Cause I think okay. JMU is a physical team, but I'll say this. After this, they're at Southern Miss. Southern Miss, Frank Gore Jr. They still have some quarterback problems, but between Southern Miss and ULM, maybe I'll give them one. <laughs> but I, I kind of think Southern Miss made a good hire. It's just gonna, it's taken some time. I was last year was year one for them. Yeah. So because I, I just, I'll give them a win here. Whether it's Southern Miss or whether it's ULM, I think they get one of those. Yeah. Right? Fair enough. So do you have them beating Southern Miss? I'll say they go ahead and drop these next two road games, which only puts them at what? Two and six. Yeah. Cause after Southern miss, it's at Louisiana. Now Louisiana, Billy Napier gone, but they still are really talented. Exactly. Uh, A lot of players gone to quarterback as well, but still, I think especially at home, Louis, uh, Louisiana wins that. Okay. Then comes Saturday, October 29th. So I only have them having two wins right now. Same here. Uh, they are home to South Alabama. Now this is a winnable game, but yeah, South- I th- go ahead. <laughs> I mean, South Alabama is, is they still have Desmond Trotter at QB. Who's very experienced. It's kind of, it, it's like the ULM game all over again. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I I'm saying between ULM Southern miss and South Alabama, I have them going two and one in those coin flip games. So I have them beating South Alabama here. I'll join you. I'll join you. Give and me then the bye before hosting UMass. I'll give them the UMass win. I don't well even know. Cause I think Don Brown is a damn good coach, but okay. 
<laughs> you sold me on that. I would not be surprised. Uh, Don Brown made the the FCS play, uh, made the I think made it to the national championship with UMass. The first his first stint there. Now I know he's in year one, but uh, okay, I'll give them UMass. But it wouldn't shock me if UMass beat Arkansas State. Uh, then they're at Texas State. I think it's a big year for Jake Spavadol, and I think Texas State's ahead of them right now. Agreed. They lose this road game, and then they're home to Troy, and I'm high on Troy, so I am going to take the Troy Trojans to win this one. As am I. That leaves me with a four and eight record. I think five wins is certainly obtainable because there. If if you, if I, I mean the, the Grambling wins the only for sure. I, I, well, yeah, it's really the only for sure win. So then you got ODU. ULM, Southern Miss, South Alabama, UMass. Those are five like 50 50 games. I mean, they win, say on a good day, they go three and two. That's four wins only. I, I, I do think they're behind Texas State and Troy. So, uh, yeah, I, mean, I think you can get to four or five. I think six and cashing an over ticket is going to be tough. They're still in rebuild mode. I think Butch Jones does have the program headed the right way slowly. I think next year is where they can make a bowl game. I'm on the under this year. I'm definitely on the under. And I think even like, it's almost like we were previewing army, me and Patty C. And I think the fact like they're taking on Troy and UMass in November, Troy and UMass are breaking in new coaches. If they had been scheduled in September, I would much, I'd be much more willing to say they're going to get this win by November. Time, with, they could be turning the turnover. That at Arkansas state, you know, they should be better as the year is ending as well. True. But I'm just I saying, see, I see your point. But that's year point. two. That's year two. Right. Um, uh, year one. I feel like normally it's a disaster for new coaches in September. You saw it, you know, with, with ULM last year with Bowden. Uh, by the time November comes around, you get people buying in and all of a sudden they're a little bit more chippy. They understand sure. who they are. I, I'm just saying, I, I, if you would put that UMass game on Saturday, September 10th, I would sit there and say, oh, for sure they're going to be two and L. But yeah, I think it's harder uh, on November 12th because I do think that team will be better. Though they're going to be a lot better of a team. Uh, you know, I know every team in the nation theoretically should be better in November. Not always the case, but I think UMass, particularly with Don Brown's system, he's putting in. Yeah. Uh, I think they will understand the system and their roles in, in the system much better by then. So I, we I'm can, on, we can, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm on the under, but what, what yeah. are you going to say? I was going to say, we can boil this down to one thing. It, you're telling me you need six wins to cash an over ticket. And there's only one surefire win on the schedule. I think with that said, you got to go under, I wouldn't even be surprised if they went, if they won two games again, you don't repair the 130th run defense that fast. <laughs> Like you said, it can't be any worse. And they won two games last year. I have them winning. Yeah, like I said, I have winning four, but uh, I'll, I'll say I feel pretty confident they're going to win more than last year. How about that? Okay. I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, two, three, maybe four, five, you're crazy. Six, you're crazy. Um, give me the under. You got to, you got to do it. Uh, is this lock worth juice minus 120? Minus 120 for the That's under. Not- that's not bad either. I think the under's a strong play here. Definitely. If you were to take the over, it would be plus one hundred. But I, I don't know what you would see there to to fit make you make make yourself feel like hey, over's going to hit. I, I actually think. Right. Would you consider this fringe lock worthy? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, once we you know delve into every team and every conference, we'll do a podcast probably in what uh, mid August. Yeah. 
about our favorite plays across the country. And I think this is the one that you put a little check mark next to. We might be revisiting it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got some work to do fixing, fixing the 130th run defense uh, in a conference that probably only got stronger as far as running the ball goes. Yeah. You know, like adding JMU and Southern miss that just run nonstop. I mean, J- Southern Miss was using Frank Gore to throw passes last year. They were going <laughs> wildcat. That was almost out of necessity. Uh, we'll see what their offense looks like this year. But yeah, they are a physical running team. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I and then I would even say Marshall a little bit. But uh, all right, we'll see what that goes there. We're on the under. Subscribe to the College Football Experience. We are available on wherever you can listen to podcasts. And remember, subscribe on YouTube where we're breaking down all 131 teams. And if you give us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever, take a screenshot, find us on Twitter at TCE on SGPN, show us that screenshot, or you can find me personally on Twitter at, at the Colby D uh, and we'll send you a college football experience t-shirt brand new. So do that. Give us a follow on Twitter. Once again, at TCE on SGPN, and I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. Uh, so give us all a follow and check out all of our other podcasts. Uh, the co- we also host the College Basketball Experience. Um, so we got you covered when it comes to uh, if you're an Arkansas Razorback fan, if you're an Arkansas State Red Wolf fan, we got you covered with college basketball as well. We also host the USFL Gambling Podcast and. Look, we got about one more week of regular season spring football before we hop into the USFL playoffs taking place in Canton, Ohio. Check out the USFL Gambling Podcast. I think you'll dig it. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, well, it's NHL Stanley Cup. Listen to the NHL Gambling Podcast. We have that. Just get the SGPN app because you'll have access to all of our podcasts from there. And NC Nick is writing articles. He's going to have some on the Sun Belt soon. But yes, he's got an article on the Mac. Who doesn't love Maction Tuesday and Wednesdays? So, if you're a Mac football fan, we got you covered. Or really anything college football, we got you covered. Check out the SGPN app; it's free to download. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's let's kick some ass. Uh, college football, we're here. We're, this is oh, it's, it's only what like ten Saturdays, eight Saturdays away, something like wow. that. Still, I don't know. All right, folks, this is the college football experience, Arkansas State Red Wolf style. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here.